Hey, Nelson, alcoholic addict. That's not my real name. That is my secret service name that I use here. I'm just kidding. It's my pen name that I use at LOL Sober. Uh, I read an interesting piece recently in a magazine about how during the pandemic, we many of us lost certain levels of friendship, um, and I, f- I found it very interesting. So I went searching for how experts define the various levels of friendship. What are they? And I found some disagreement for sure. It's not exactly a congressional committee that approved this list, but uh, the five most accepted terms of friendship seem to be one, strangers, two, acquaintances, three, casual friends, four, close friends, and then five is intimate friends. So you can kind of fill in your own definitions there, but intimate friends would be your spouse, your mom, your dad, maybe your kids and your brothers. Close friends is like your best friends that you hang out with, maybe non-family members. Casual friends are you bump into them once in a while, and then so on. Uh, The piece I read was making the point that many of us kept our intimate friends during the pandemic, and we kept some of our close friends too, but when it came to casual friends and acquaintances and strangers, we lost lots of them. And with acquaintances and strangers, we had almost none of them in our lives for most of us. And at first I read that and I thought, you know, so what? This is an interesting story, but so what? Who cares? You know, I, if I didn't know your last name or even your first name, what's the big deal? But the article made the case that a healthy spiritually fit adult has all five types of friendships, that it is the best way to maintain emotional health and development is to have all five of those types of people in your life. And as I read, I found myself nodding along at certain points because I did miss, I did miss a lot of those people that I only, before the pandemic, I only ever saw them once a week at the office, at the water cooler or the grocery store worker I'd see once a month and say hi to, didn't know their name, they didn't know mine, but we always smile because we recognize each other. Those people, those people brought some light to my life, even if it was only momentarily and only once in a while. And in the isolation of the pandemic, all that light was gone. And more specifically, as I read that story, I started to think about how I really missed that level of friend within the recovery community. Because I have had my sponsor and other members of my closest inner circle, um, probably four or five people, uh, and I stayed in touch with them for the duration of the pandemic. Some of them I might have gotten closer to during the pandemic than before. Um, And same with most of my close friends. That's the second category. There's the intimate friends, and then there's the, the close friends. Same deal with most of my close recovery friends. I'd say I have about 20 to 25 sober men which is a lot, but I have about 20 to 25 sober men that I talk to before the pandemic, maybe once a month, maybe a little bit more than that, but once a month for the most part. And I did that. I did that with a lot of them during the pandemic also. But then there was just a huge drop off in casual friends, acquaintances, and strangers. And I, I felt that I didn't even, in fact, the more I thought about it, the more I realized how much I felt it and didn't really even understand it was happening. There were so many people I missed from just occasionally bumping into them at in-person meetings. They just had like a good message or they were funny. I don't know, just enjoyable to be around or something valuable to say. Um, 
And so when I pack it, you know, I start with the casual friends. I'd consider those people that you see regularly at meetings and you might have gotten their number once but never called it like that, that kind of that level of friend. And um, I had a bunch of people like that that I, I never quite pulled the trigger on that next level of friendship for whatever reason. And I just I just our relationship was I saw him once a week at a meeting and that was great. Then there was that the this giant group of acquaintances, and I can I consider these to be people you maybe don't have their number, but you do see them at meetings. And for me, um, I subscribe to the the idea that for the most part, if you're attracted to women, you stick to working with men mostly, closely anyway. Um, I have a lot of friends of all gender, sexualities, race, everything, but um, I work mostly with men um, on the in, like the really really up close and personal step work and things like that. Um, so huge, I realized like a huge chunk of my favorite acquaintances in sobriety are sober women and I see them at meetings and hug them and, um, and that's sort of the extent of it, but it's great. And most of those relationships were born at meetings and developed at meetings. And since I wasn't going to live meetings for very often for a year and a half, two years, maybe, I had almost zero contact with some really awesome acquaintances during the pandemic. And uh, what a loss that was. And then at the bottom was the strangers level, which I, I definitely thought, like, who cares? It's there's we call them strangers. OK, they're not like integral parts of our life. But I, they strangers matter. They helped me. You know, Zoom was great, but it didn't open up a lot of opportunities to pull a newcomer off to the side and introduce yourself and strike up a conversation. I don't think I did that one time. Hundreds of Zoom calls, never did it. Um, and and I also, I put my number in the chat a lot and I never had a single person call it. So it's, it's tough to make those connections with people you never met and you just see them on a computer screen. And since in-person meetings have been back in my life, I've it's really dawned on me how awesome and how much I took for granted what it's like to just meet a guy on the walk into or out of a meeting, you know, sometimes I don't ever see the guy again, but it was a pleasant introduction. And we had a, we shared a few sober thoughts back and forth. Uh, just two people who aren't going to be the best recovery buddies, but for five minutes, we got to know each other, you know? So since live, live meetings are back in action these days, I've really noticed the difference in bringing back all of those categories, all those interactions with people in those last three categories, strangers, acquaintances, and casual friends. I don't know their full name. I don't have their number. I might never see them again, but they're sober and I'm sober and uh, and we're sober together. They might be able to help me stay sober. Maybe I help them. You don't know. Um, and then they leave and we're both sober. And that's kind of the, that's the end of it. As I say that, it's like, I'm realizing like, boy, that sounds a lot, that sounds a lot like a one night stand that doesn't involve sex. And it's like, well, okay. I was definitely involved in some not very healthy one night stands when I was drinking. So in my sober life, I will count the healthy ones in sobriety as a important, important and valued part of my recovery life. Thank you for letting me share.